Welcome to Simon Says Inspire, a podcast about life, leadership, and building legacies. I'm John Simon Sr. And I'm Dina Simon. Today, Brad Lance is our guest. Brad is a friend of Dina's and a certified health and workplace wellness coach and a leader in mindfulness meditation. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's fun to be here. Dina has inspired me. So it's fun to come on her Inspire podcast to be a part of it. Well, we're excited to have you. So thank you. I can't wait for people to know just how we've worked together and for my father-in-law, John, to get to know you better as well. So Brad, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm older than dirt. And <laughs> it basically when you you have the age that I do, you gather some wisdom every once in a while. And actually about four and a half years ago, I was a marketing consultant and thought I was pretty good at strategic marketing. And a friend of mine was getting certified in mind health. And I looked at it and my son said, Dad, this is where you will find out because I ran for eight years, a group called Inner Circle. And Inner Circle was a peer-to-peer CEO and owner group. And it would drive me nuts that these owners of $50 million companies could not make decisions and, and or procrastinate forever. And he said, this certification will help you find out what goes on in the mind. And so it's it it has, and since then I've gone on to get other certifications, workplace wellness, and but I said as older in dirt, I I grew up on a dirt farm. It basically that we had two thousand acres of grain farming, and around fourteen I found out I was allergic to pretty much everything on the farm. My dad thought it was work-related, but I, I told him it wasn't. I had, I was comfortable with masks long before COVID came along and because I had allergies on about everything on the farm. And so especially in fall, I had to wear a mask pretty much every day and uh, that we were doing harvesting. So it's uh, something that I went to my dad and told him I wanted to get into the beef and the pig side of things. And so yesterday, couldn't spell it. And today, you know, all of a sudden, at age 14, I was going to the bank with my first business plan. And they gave me a loan because my ag instructor had all of these suppliers come and give the bar, gives the silo, gives the fencing, gives the augers and everything else. So all I had to do was buy the beef and the hogs. And so 800 head of hogs and 200 or 800 head of cattle and 200 head of hogs is what I did. And so I shoveled a lot of stuff and I went on into the service got burned in the service, had, was in a fire, and got out early, went to college and University of Illinois, 
and graduated in economics, advertising, and the the other was psychology. So it's like, okay, I've got these under me, and I've been a psychology wannabe, I think, ever since then, and study all the time. I read a lot of books and try to force everybody I'm around to read books. <laughs> Sometimes it works. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Okay, we have to unpack a lot of that. So you were 14, you presented a business plan, you went to the bank, you got all this happening. So from age 14 until what, how old were you when you went into the service? I started college in veterinary medicine and pre-veterinary medicine and found out that this wonderful trait of not having to study in high school to make good grades didn't work in pre-veterinary <laughs> medicine. And so I chose to go into the service a year later and okay. after going into college and, and all the courses were way beyond what I was. And so, where was the family farm? Was it in Minnesota? South central part of Illinois. And it's a small town called Shelbyville. Okay. Straight south of Decatur would be the largest city, about 30 miles. So, Brad, you had mentioned about psychology being something that you're really into. And of course, your company, MindSync, is a tie into that, being that psychology is the science of the mind. So, tell us a little bit about MindSync. MindSync is, I've got three areas of MindSync. One is I go into companies where I present a wellness program. After I got certified on, in workplace wellness, I found out it didn't work. And so the $9 billion industry basically was taking nutrition and exercise in the companies. And there's a, about 20% of the employees that like nutrition and exercise. The rest of them said, what the heck? No, I'm not going to participate in that. So basically, I tied in the eight dimensions of wellness into that. And then in addition to that, everybody wants to belong. They talk about DEI. I I sum the DEI up with belonging. If if you are left out in whatever class, whatever race, whatever uh, category you're in, you do not feel like you belong, and your engagement in the company is very low. The more you feel like it, the lower your engagement. Uh, so I bring in a recognition program and a belonging program on top of the eight dimensions of wells. Hey, John, do you remember back in the day, was it, uh, oh my gosh, attitudes and action or something, but there was something at Associates. Would you remember what it was called? Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was thinking about just now, because we used to have a program at Associates that what you would do is that we had health clubs in all of our offices. And what they would do the week before Thanksgiving, they would weigh you if you wanted to be weighed. And the object was at the end of the holiday season, come January, you got reweighed. And if you stayed the same or lost some weight, you actually got discounts on your health care and in your insurance. 
Yeah. So that was one of them. And then there was an employee recognition, though, that was also where people could nominate you. And it was like attitudes and action or something. And because I know I think I back in the day in my early 20s, somebody nominated me. So you got recognition. So great way to like peer recognize. It just didn't come from leadership. And John, I think I got like a thousand dollars back in the day. Yep. I remember that program also. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 the thing of it is, it shows that those programs really do work. And I'm kind of shocked. And Brad, you know the statistics better than I would. But when you talk about only 20% buy into it whenever you whenever you do it, that's pretty amazing. You'd think it'd be much higher than that. Well, if you look at it, you've got 75% of America that's either overweight or obese. One of the biggest issues is is nutrition, but it, it takes a discipline that a lot of people just aren't willing to do. And so they're finding that the programs are going down as far as participation. And those that truly want the gym membership that you were talking about, the, the bonuses and everything, depending on what the bonuses are, recognition, though, plays a higher role than actually the the almost anything else. People want to be recognized. It's difficult in today's environment where people are home. A lot of them, the remote is difficult to operate under and and really keep the people recognized and feeling like they do belong because when you're in the, right now we're on Zoom, when you're together, you're passing chemicals called one of the big ones is oxytocin, and it, you're not passing that on Zoom. And so it, it becomes an issue for a lot of people that they're, they're not getting oxytocin ties to trust and loyalty. And so if you're not passing it, trust and loyalty go to down. So it affects a, a number of different things, and it's all dealing with this mine, which is a chemical factory. I thought it was interesting. I was reading one of your pieces and you talked about only 8% of us attain our New Year's resolutions each year. And that was kind of surprising to me that, you know, I thought that would have been much higher, but that's a pretty low number. Well, I used to hate my gym membership in January. I couldn't get my machines and all these newbies were there, but by February, 30% were gone. And my, she, my machines were back. And so I was happy for or for 11 months out of the year. So it's okay. I go through the same thing whenever I go. And, and you're right, come January, everyone's there. But come February, March, they, they kind of disappear. I know when I set goals for myself, for especially weight loss more than anything, I generally set two goals. I, I set what I call a celebration goal, which is the goal that I want to get to. And it's not that I want to lose 20 pounds. It's I want to lose five pounds four times. And I try to do it slowly. And to me, that's important. But then I also set up a what I call a challenge goal. I never get to the challenge goal, but it forces me to get to the celebration goal anyhow. That's huge. It really is. So, and and that's, that's what we should do. We can't eat that elephant in one bite. And it's the small bites and celebrating it. That's one of the things that when they talk about kids and getting them to 
really be productive and, and cooperate. You can incentivize them, and there a few more will do it. Those that you don't incentivize, they don't care. And then those that you come in and give a high five to are the highest productivity in the group. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So, Brad, we could talk about a million things because you have so much that you bring to the table. So in our podcast about life leadership and building legacies, like there, we talk about all three of those areas. But I definitely also want to talk about some of the work we've done. Would you maybe in the leadership realm, do you want to give a little bit on leadership on just what you feel if you had something that you wanted to talk about around leadership? And then I I do want to talk about us working together with my mental fitness and ask some questions there. Gallup says the number one reason for people leaving a job or not being engaged in a job is their boss, their leader. And most people are not taught to be leaders, and it's a skill. And, you know, what I do is I don't teach them as much, or I have in the past because I've been involved in leadership, but I don't teach them as much the skills of leadership. I teach them how to make their their leadership skills work better. And that was mainly the case with the CEOs that I worked with and everything that, that they would come in. They had the skills for the most part. They were not good leaders, though, and, and that was across the board pretty much. In fact, 85% did not have a plan to lead from. And so that's one of the key things right there is to even have a plan. You can have leadership like I tried to involve myself in as a director of marketing for Fortune 500 company. Leadership is so broad, as you know, what Simon says, lead. Listening is a maybe one of the greatest skills that a leader can have, and very few of them want to listen. Very few want to be vulnerable, and vulnerability, they think, is disclosure of things, where vulnerability is really asking questions and being open and honest and authentic, which is, if we're authentic, and that's one of the things we teach in, in the Mind Stretch group, is being authentic and aware, and to be aware you have to listen. Yeah. John, when you were back at Associates, you, think on like leadership training and stuff. I mean, did you guys bring corporate people in to train at like mid-level, senior level? Do you remember? Yeah, we, we would. What we used to do is we were really big on getting the employees to share with us what they really wanted and how to make them part of the decision process more, more than anything. As Brad mentioned, you know, listening is the key to great management. And if you fail to listen, generally, the people around you aren't going to either and you're going to fail. Right. Yeah, because I remember, and that's one of the things, you know, to kind of also switch, Brad, what one of the things that I wanted us to talk about today is I had the opportunity back when I did work for John. And then as I moved in my career, I worked for really good organizations that did listen. They did take into effect your contacts. What, what is it that we need to grow in? They would ask those questions. 
but then they would find the budget for it. Like you talked about it. What, what's your leadership training plan? And so I had the ability to go to seminars and, you know, we'd go to the Excel Center and there'd be a whole day of different speakers with, you know, the, the big dogs that would come in. So I was super fortunate to have those opportunities and not that they don't exist today, but I just feel that like when I think about Mandy at age 20 and as she's going into her early professional career, maybe it's that there's too many options out there, but that it gets confusing and then there might not actually be like a leadership development plan. And so so I think that is a challenge. But I wanted to talk a little bit. You've helped me so much in my 50s focusing in on my own like mental fitness from a, a resiliency, stress management, learning how to meditate, you know, just being super focused and a lot of things that you've kind of repointed me back into directions on things that a I knew I needed to do and forgot and sometimes you just need to be reminded. But that really opened me up to a lot of different ways of thinking. And we've talked about this, but I always say, oh my gosh, I wish I knew this when I was 20. So you kind of reflecting on, you know, based on who we are on this podcast with John, yourself and I, we've got children or grandkids that are in those early 20 years and young professionals starting out. So I'd love to hear a little bit from you about what would you tell your 20 year old self or one of our children or grandchildren? He needed a lot of help, so <laughs> he, he could have been told a lot of things. <laughs> but uh, I did develop a list, and it's it moved me through it and everything. I I think the first thing on the list is that I see people lacking in self awareness of of the things around them. Mindfulness is. One of the things that I teach in mindfulness is just non-judgmental self-awareness. And, and so you realize when you're trash-talking yourself. My friend Scott Welling said, I, Brad, I have to trash-talk. You know, that's, that's what we do in sports. And it's not that kind of trash-talk, but it's if you say the word don't, on the golf course, don't hit it in the water. Your subconscious does not hear the word don't. And so it's hearing hit it in the water and it's saying, yep, I can do that. I've done that plenty of times. And so we're, we're really not aware of so many things around ourselves. The thoughts, our feelings, and this is something that in our groups that we, we keep our daily thoughts, feelings, emotions, our focus and our environment, and then basically practice that on a regular basis and say, here it is from today, and here it is what I want it to be. And it's we, we're just not conscious of our thoughts. The something I teach all clients is following the the acronym time and that it starts your day because right in the morning you're in a theta brainwave state that first five minutes falling in and out of sleep you can speak directly to your subconscious at that time and so thanksgiving at that time or gratitude has been shown 
that in one month of doing Thanksgiving in the morning and Thanksgiving at night, your mindset will change 10% to the positive. And since it starts at 80% to the negative, that's not a bad thing. The second one was inspiration. That's what this show is all about. Find something that inspires you and, and stay with it. And really, it's a skill, though. Inspiration to inspire yourself and just to say first thing in the morning, this is going to be a fabulous day. And then the third, the M is meditate. All I would ask your, or your listeners to do is look up the 12 medically proven benefits of meditation and then choose whether to do meditation or not. It's not hard. I'll give a free chat to any of your audience that wants to learn meditation. And the last is exercise. And so exercise is something we need between 150 and 180 minutes a week, 60% strength and 40% aerobic. Well, so with the T-I-M-E, so T is, I, I call it thoughtfulness. So like that thing, the giving thanks, like you said, thankful. And so the, the, the T for Thanksgiving, thankfulness. So being checking in there, what you're thankful for. And then the I is for inspiration. And the M is for meditate and the E is for exercise and to do that every morning. And that time you gave that to me probably two years ago now. And I, I do practice it on a daily basis. And when I don't, then I recognize that I had not. And so it, it is really just a really great grounding for how to start your day off. And I suggest ending it that way too, at least with the thankfulness again, you had a hard day. Be thankful for the learning opportunities that you had in your hard day. And then the next is before you speak words, ask if it can pass through three gates. Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And, you know, if it passes through those three gates, it's something that those around you are going to appreciate and your own mind is going to appreciate as well. Relationships. Surround yourself with fabulous people. That's why I love hanging around you. And uh, it's if they're not so fabulous, try to, sometimes you can't distance yourself, but try to distance yourself as much as possible. If you're with negative people, you're going to be negative. I say read 15 minutes a day is, is number six. And in a year, you will have read 16.6 books at normal average speed there. And the learning that you will get from those books and try to make it books that is, are going to challenge you. Number seven, stop overthinking. It's probably the biggest thing that we do is we, our thoughts are energy. And once we add thinking to them, they turn to negative energy generally. As a parent, teach your kid critical thinking and to believe in themselves. How do we do that? The critical thinking is to challenge them and say, okay, you made a choice here. Is that a good choice? 
and just it, it's just stop them in the moment and it takes time to do that and so most people don't take that time but a lot of people don't grow up knowing that they they just made a choice and being silent is a choice as well coming home and you say how was your day and they say fine is a choice of basically saying quit bothering me mom you know, that type of thing so it's it, it you challenge them with open-ended questions and it's but the critical thinking's not taught in school we think it should be and unfortunately it's not take care of your health we all know to eat healthy and exercise yet few of us do it on a regular basis number 10 to live in the present moment and most people are living in the past or hoping for the future in reading some of your information you talk about being a calmer you and i think that is so important as a leader to to show people that you know you when you make decisions you know that you think about them but that comes from calmness and as you say gaining control and balance i think they are just such important when it comes to leadership and parenting yep yes well, it, it really comes down to most of what we do is react versus respond. If you take the time to respond to somebody, it's just like listening. You can listen to talk uh, and tell them your own stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm listening to have you stop talking so I can say something important. Or it you can listen and ask questions and really ask about them. And that's called active listening. And it's a skill, again, that we don't learn. Number 11, forgive yourself and forgive others. You don't have to forget an action from a standpoint of you're not going to burn me once type of thing, but not twice. But you you do need to give forgive and and. Most people don't realize that they gave you something to forgive them for. So they're not really bothered by it. So you're the only ones bothered by it. And that goes back to the one before, which was overthinking. So you go in your loops and stay in those loops. Read the Go-Giver is a huge one I would recommend and then for a bonus, that was 12. And for a bonus, I would say seek a coach, mentor. And the goal giver, I have a copy of it and John would like it. So when you're here in September, I'll give it to you to read. But it's a great book just about how to show up and in that like giving spirit within business from a leadership perspective. And and well, everything that we kind of just talked about, too. There goes with both parenting and with leadership. There has to be that foundation of trust for you to be able to create these environments. And that Go-Giver book talks about that as well. And, you know, just as as young professionals, I love, you know, the coach finding somebody who can work with you. You know, I and I look at just generationally, you know, so with John being Mandy's grandpa, she adores him. And we joke, John was an amazing father. But as parents, me as Mandy's mom, like we show up different as parents than as grandparents. 
And so, you know, how to leverage each other as well when somebody, if somebody is going through a, a time that they need, you know, there's no safer place than family to help you out and to to move through things. So I think in that young professional and John, I didn't know this actually until I worked with Brad and then also Scott, who's in our, our kind of wor- world here, but that the adolescent brain does not truly become an adult brain until age 25. And we will put so much pressure on our kids through school and early college, and they're still just figuring stuff out. Not that us adults aren't still trying to figure it out, but just being cognizant of that. And then where are those resources for them? to work through mental health issues and working through just where are my resources? And if I want to go learn something, you know, I think we have so many options and so many choices out there. It could be overwhelming. It's always a problem is the options that we have. And, you know, one of the problems is that 50% of everything you perceive or your perceptions and your memories is not the truth. And that actually is a very low figure. So it's actually about 70%, but I use 50% because nobody believes that 50% of what they perceive is wrong. So it's all you have to do is have a sibling tell a story of the same event that you were at and you're going, what planet were you on at the time? That's the- that was always a big thing to do in seminars. You know, they give you a, a paragraph to read and you would tell it to the next person, to the next person, to the next person. By the time it got to number five or six, it's like, is this the same story? And I think we've all experienced that. We have. Yeah, we have, but we don't believe it about ourselves. Well, yeah. 50% anyhow. <laughs> I'm giving a talk tomorrow and it, Today's world, and these are all 2023 numbers, according to Dr. Google, but it's it's isolation, 40%, loneliness, 43%, stress, 50%, anxiousness, record levels, they didn't have exact numbers, quiet quitting, 50%. So 50% of the people out there are working part-time and getting paid full-time. Burned out 42%, lack of focus 50%, and it goes on and on. And those are all 2023 numbers. And it, it's just, it, you look at that and you say, how are employers going to address, uh, it. address it? Because that that's all mental health issues, every one of them. Yeah. Wow. Well, we need to wrap up and in wrapping up. So we talked about leadership. We talked about, you know, some of your background. Let's talk for a second about legacies. And so we believe legacies are not just things that we leave behind, but they're what we're doing, you know, on a day to day basis. So any any words of wisdom on your legacy or what you'd like people to know about what the legacy you're building? Well, first of all, my kids are more successful than I've ever been. So I, that's a legacy and everything. And they, they've gathered my, my faith. They've gathered so many of the beliefs and things like this that Jane and I have. A big portion of that is Jane, that not just by any means me, but it's, it's something that I am very involved in the veterans finding them jobs, and also I'm working and doing it for free. The 
with veterans who have PTSD. Oh, nice. That is going to be a legacy. And the good news is, from what they report, the psychologists and psychiatrists they've been working with have not given them this mind health information. And so they said, finally, we have something that we can actually do something with. Wow. They spend time on the trauma rather than on the future. Yeah. And I spend the whole time on the future. So nice. Love that. I would like to thank you for being on the podcast. And I would like to say, you know, both of you in my life, I do call on for counsel and advice. And so I'm really excited for the two of you also to know each other because I'm John's daughter-in-law. I get to be part of his legacy. But Brad, you're part, I, I feel I'm a little bit of your legacy too, because you've helped me out so much that I can continue to pay it forward with the things that I've learned from you. So just really appreciate your partnership in life and, and all the things that we've been able to do over the last couple of years and what we will continue to do moving forward in our friendship and partnership out in the world. And John, you've got to get away from that hot state and, and get up here in this cool weather here. I got to tell you what, we're looking forward to coming up there at the end of August and go to the great Minnesota get together. Thank you, Brad Lance. We could talk for hours about many different things. In the show notes, I will make sure people know how to get in touch with you. And I highly recommend Brad and his Mind Stretch Mastermind group. I believe he's got another group launching this fall. He has helped me so much over the past few years, and I'm honored to call him a friend, a coach. And I love to collaborate with him. So thank you, Brad, and for being on our podcast. And as always, I'd like to thank my father-in-law, John, for being my co-host. And until we talk again.